Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hi, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm actually not in Rochester. I'm remote in Chicago, Illinois for the Association oh. of Pathology Chairs annual meeting. But it's fun to be here. It's, it's a hybrid meeting. We're kind of getting back to that. It's kind of interesting being at a meeting now that they're hybrid where there's some remote participation and variation in who's wearing masks. But it's still nice. I've seen a number of my colleagues I haven't seen in a long time, so that's, that's fun. Yeah, I agree. I've been going to some hybrid meetings, and it's nice because for the people who are still virtual, at least the experience is now better in terms of audio and visual, so you're not just the person on the phone trying to hear what's going on. So we've definitely learned some tips and tricks in a better yeah. uh, virtual hybrid experience. Yeah, and some things that we're talking about maybe for one of our future podcasts is about what many of us are facing going coming out of COVID, you know, in terms of trying to manage these academic departments and, and all those things. But it is interesting to me because I'm here, yet I know that the cases are going up again and we're seeing changes with COVID yet again. As I know, I know a number of people have traveled and gotten COVID. So what's the latest with COVID? Because we, as much as we want to be through with it, I'm sitting here thinking we're not through with it. No, we're not through with it. And this is a great topic because cases are going up again. We have the BA5 variant, which is the most transmissible of all the variants to date. So it's a sub-variant of Omicron. And hospitalization rates are going up as well. Thankfully, deaths have been about stable. But I think it's a real concern because we're probably going to see cases continuing to go up, maybe peak again in the fall. As we're traveling for these meetings, we're in airports, we're going out and spending time with others, we really need to think about what we're doing to protect ourselves and whether we should be wearing masks or not. Yeah, no, it is true. First of all, I think the terminology is confusing for people. Is it a strain? Someone asked me, is it a strain? Is it a variant? Is it a subvariant? Kind of all the above. But we're hitting a point now where the terminology isn't even really uniform. I mean, so people know it is with a variant that we're talking about now, the BA5 is related to Omicron, which was much different than Delta or the original strain. So whether you call it a variant or subvariant, but the, the bottom line is it appears it's different enough from the original Omicron that it can reinfect people and is even more effective at spreading. That's disconcerting because people are getting sick again, people getting sick even though they've been vaccinated and boosted. And it's, it's something we just have to be mindful of still. There's still a lot of good news though from from my understanding is that the vaccines are very much protective against severe illness. And to your point, even though patients are getting hospitalized, if you look at the trends of number of patients needing actually intensive support, it, it continues to remain relatively low. I, that's my understanding. That's my understanding as well, Bill. So the vaccines do protect against severe outcome, although they're not as good at protecting against infection. And unfortunately, with the BA5 variant, subvariant, whatever we want to call it, of Omicron, it doesn't matter if you just had Omicron last month with one of the other subvariants, you can get reinfected again. So we're definitely seeing infections, but we're not seeing the severe outcomes in patients that are vaccinated at least. So that's yeah. still a good message is to get your vaccine. 
Now, another thing that's coming up, though, I don't know if some of you might have seen that the federal government's giving out free COVID tests again. So they're actually their third wave of free tests are available. And I've heard people ask me as a microbiologist if the rapid antigen tests are still any good. So we can give an update on that. Yeah, that's been a question in the past, too, is how good are the, particularly the antigen tests, since they detect the protein, which is changing, which is why they, the virus can reinfect. And everything that I've seen shows that the antigen tests are out there are still quite good. They haven't really, their performance hasn't been affected by, the, by these new strains, if you will. Yes, exactly. So the antigen tests usually detect the nucleocapsid antigen or protein. It envelopes the RNA of the virus, and it doesn't change that much between variants because it's such an important structural protein. And it's also present in very high amounts, and therefore there's a lot of it to detect. But that's different than the spike protein, which is what's really changing between the variants or subvariants. And that's the component your immune system targets. So that's why the vaccines aren't necessarily protecting against reinfection and you can keep getting reinfected even if you've just had infection. That's because of changes in the spike protein. But the antigen tests still detect the nucleocapsid protein, which is not changing that much. So that's good news. Yeah, and the question why, why test, it really is because we are still seeing spread of COVID. And so it's important to know if you have it and to think about quarantining and doing those things to protect the spread of the virus in some ways now more than ever. Because as I mentioned, I'm at the meeting and, and many of the, these gatherings have stopped doing some of the protective measures. And so therefore, you are more apt to spread if you have it. So in, in some respects, it's more important now, even though people are thankfully getting as severely ill, people are still getting really sick with COVID. And I did have someone reach out to me. He felt really bad. He was at a, a big gathering and a, a lot of people got COVID. He had had COVID and had recovered and had, he had quarantined and it was 10 days after. So I said, I think you're fine, but it's just something to be mindful of now, probably as much as ever, if not more so is that with less social distancing, with less masking, it's really important if you feel like you might have COVID to, to know if you do and be thoughtful about how you uh, avoid spreading COVID to others. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And, and so the antigen tests, as we've talked about previously, are a useful tool that are available and you can get them over the counter. We may not be recording these, although there are now mechanisms for people to report these results. But regardless, there are these readily available antigen tests. And so how do you use them to keep yourself safe, to keep other people safe? So essentially, we know we they're just not as sensitive as our gold standard PCR test. So you can't use them to rule out infection. But if you are symptomatic and you take a test and it's positive, that's a pretty good indicator that you really are infected. And you can use them right before you go into an event. They're actually really meant to be used in sets of two or even three. So you could even start testing yourself before a big event. If you know you're going to like a, a family gathering where there may be people that are there that are at higher risk of COVID, you can also use them to test just if you've had a recent exposure, at least five days after your exposure, you can test, you know, on the fifth day and then on the sixth day. So those are different ways that those antigen tests are being used. Yeah, and they're still important tools, as you say, and we have to be thoughtful. And again, as we get into the late summer here, before we know it, already halfway through July, over halfway through July, we're going to be thinking about 
the fall. As Dr. Olstrom has said, we, we, we see the, the virus is continuing to adapt and change. We'll be hitting a time, then will there be people coming back together? So I think this fall, in terms of what's next in the COVID saga, it really feels like this fall is going to be, a, we'll know a lot in terms of what direction this is going to be and in terms of how much we're out of the woods yet. More reasons for us to continue to get together and talk, I guess. Yeah, we will be uh, continuing to do this for the weeks and months to come. Yep, and hopefully we'll get more opportunities to talk about stuff other than COVID or monkeypox. Or really monkeypox, that would be great. Maybe we'll <laughs> talk about parasites again. That would be a nice topic. Yeah, who knew? We would be, we would be more pathogens. Yeah. <laughs> well, there'll always be topics. So thanks again, Bill, for uh, talking with me today about the COVID updates, and um, we'll have more in the future. Yeah, as always, I look forward to the next one. Me too. Thank you and take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.